Welcome to Better Ways of Being, where we learn how to empower ourselves and consciously take our place in the battles that rage around us and in us every day. Here we focus on building and maintaining stronger, healthier mindsets and emotional resilience. I am your host, Roxanne Lockridge, and I'm excited to be on this journey together as we discover better ways of being. Welcome to the second episode in this series, Dragons in My Kingdom, Learning to Manage Thoughts. In our last episode, we talked about this idea of you being compared to a kingdom and how there are dragons inside your mind that are trying to destroy you. We called them dragon thoughts. We also talked about kind of the fortress in your kingdom, like the castle, and that represents your self-esteem, how you build yourself up or tear yourself down, and what that might look like for you. I also challenged you to pay attention to your thoughts, which thoughts were positive, which were negative, and if you could notice which you had more of. Because the science shows us that we generally have a lot more negative thoughts than we do positive ones. And I'm curious if you were able to notice how these types of thoughts made you feel. When you noticed your negative thoughts, did you happen to notice the feelings that followed? It's okay if you didn't yet. That wasn't part of the challenge. But of course, you're going to keep paying attention to your thoughts now, right? Now that you've had some practice you can start to pay attention to the specific feelings now that come with those thoughts. But awareness is the biggest step towards change, so just keep paying attention. I also want to challenge you to teach the things that you're learning here to others. The best way to learn something yourself is to teach it. It sticks in our brains so much better that way. And then do the challenges. Experiment with it. Come to know yourself better. I think the best way to teach this to others, if you're a parent, is to teach your kids. Get them involved too. Self-awareness is such a great thing to be teaching your kids. But if you're not a parent, maybe teach your siblings, friends, co-workers, anybody. Teach them what you've heard here and then they'll learn and you'll learn and you can bounce ideas off of each other just help each other out and it'll just be so much more powerful that way so just to remind you of that hamster wheel the cycle we go through thoughts that lead to feelings and then actions and then results and then back to thoughts and in this series it's an effort to jump into the thought quadrant and bring about positive changes in our lives starting there so Here we go. So our thoughts come in the form of conversations in our head. And without trying to sound weird, it's like there are voices in your head, you know, making comments about this or that. It's called your self-talk. And I'm sure you're familiar with that term. There's constantly, constantly thoughts always coming in, both negative and positive right? As you've discovered since you started paying attention. 
and how you talk to yourself dictates how kind of your entire kingdom or your life is run. So think about your kingdom. Is your kingdom run on confidence or is it run sort of based on fear? Is it generally run on hope or hopelessness? How do you generally approach situations and people? And if you think about it, it all sort of depends on this self-talk that's going on constantly in your head. This sets up your life, your kingdom and how it's run. It's all set up by this self-talk. So it's super important to pay attention. Now, of course, nobody can hear these conversations that are going on inside your head. Nobody. So you have free reign to think whatever the cuss you want to think. Whatever. The sky is the limit. Nobody's going to stop you. You know, it's not like your mom or your wife or husband or friend or kids are going to be like, hey, I heard that. How dare you? No. It's the most personal and private thing about you that nobody knows. Unless you tell them, of course. But for the most part, we don't go around telling everybody what we're thinking all the time, right? The deepest part of our souls. So you are the only one who can change this about you if you want. Nobody else can get inside your head and do this for you. This is your free agency. And if you think about it, people could take absolutely everything away from you. Everything. Except your agency to think. Your ability to choose your thoughts. So everything in life could be taken from you. But you always have the power to choose. This is where your power is. The ability to choose your thoughts. So self-talk and the two types of voices. There's the uplifting, encouraging, positive ones. And there's the destructive, discouraging, negative voices that we all hear. Now imagine there's sort of a volume knob for each of these two types of voices. When scientists say that about 80% of our thoughts are negative, that volume knob is turned up pretty loud. And so they tell us, oh, well, that's a problem. Just think more positive then. Duh. Have you heard that before? Just think more positive. That's all you need to do. Well, sometimes it's more than that. And that's not all you need to do. You see, when you just turn up the volume of the positive, there is still the noisy volume of all the negative thinking that's going on. Now, positive thinking can be powerful by itself. But how much more powerful would it be if you could also turn down the volume of the negative voices so much more powerful that way. So today, well, we're going to play with both of these volumes. But today we're going to focus on turning up the volume of the positive first. The think more positive part, we're going to work on that. But remember, it's a two part equation. We won't just stop with turning up the positive. So stick with me here. Now think about the image of the castle in the middle of your kingdom, your view of yourself, your self-esteem. And I'm not talking about like pride or conceit or vanity, not that kind of view of yourself. This is more your self-respect, 
your self-confidence, um, dignity, self-security, that type of thing. So this is your fortress. This is where your ability to defend yourself from negative dragon thoughts lies. Okay? So how does your castle look? Is it crumbled and in ruins? Can you imagine you're standing out there on top of a pile of rubble with a sword in hand trying to fight off dragons with with no protection, no advantage? You'd be toast. But this is exactly what's happening to so many people. They don't have a foundation set up inside themselves to be able to deal with the world around them effectively, to be able to deal with all those negative influences that pound on you and grind you down. How much better would it be if you could have a strong place to stand as you fight? You know, maybe go back into your castle and draw some strength or climb the highest tower and stand tall as you fight the dragons. But think about what that metaphor means. Where do you go inside to be able to draw strength when you encounter those ever-present negative thoughts? Do you have some sort of foundation within you that keeps you strong and protected? Maybe it's not as strong as it could be. And maybe you've got a pretty good castle going, but it could be better. So we're first going to strengthen this castle, kind of fortify your walls, strengthen your ability to believe in yourself. Before you go into battle, you need to have a strong foundation. Be prepared because you're going to be fighting some old experienced dragons that want nothing more than to destroy you and your kingdom. So you got to be prepared. Oh, and let me just say, this series is not an effort to get you always thinking and feeling positive 100% of the time. I'm pretty sure that's impossible. I mean, life just isn't a bowl of cherries. We kind of have to experience the ups and the downs in order to grow and in order to progress. So if you picture a horizontal wavy line, that's like life. You know, the ups and the downs, but maybe we could create for ourselves shorter downs and longer ups or less downs and more frequent ups. And maybe we could kind of take that whole wavy line and angle it upwards, you know? That way we're still progressing, we're growing, we're learning, but by being conscious and intentional with our thoughts, maybe we could do our learning in more of a gentle, hopeful way, where we can see progression more and feel hope more. So that's more of the goal here. Not to expect perfection, just progression. So back to our castle our view of self. People's self-view is usually tossed about all over the place, depending on how other people view them and treat them, especially in the teenage years. Other people's opinions and judgments matter so much to this age group. But no matter your age, you will feel so empowered when you take back your control and learn to respect and honor yourself without needing validation and approval all the time from other people. And you don't want to be feeling shame about who you are. You know, you don't want to regret being you. You don't want to regret and hate things about yourself. I mean, how can you fight dragon thoughts with this kind of a self-view? Now think back to our hamster wheel. 
those results that people get are usually how they define who they are. Think about that. They use their results to tell them who they are. Are your results defining your value or your worth? What do you think of yourself if you get fired from a job, let's say? Do you let that define who you are? And if you are letting your results tell you what kind of person you are, then who is in control? You're letting your results control you. You're letting your results define you, and that's backwards. Don't let the negative results that show up sway you into thinking that you're not worth anything. You know, don't throw yourself under the bus because you've had bad results in your life. Who you are inside, who you really are, doesn't always reflect what results are showing up in your life. Your results cannot be the tool that you use to measure yourself. Don't be tempted, like so many people are, to base your worth on what negative results show up and or what other people think of you. That doesn't define you. Find your worth yourself. And that's what we're going to be doing. So here we all are as kingdoms, you know, who we are inside. What do you want it to look like in here? What are the thoughts you want to be thinking? Well, how do you want to feel? And what are the thoughts that are going to get you feeling that way? You have to actively and consciously put inside your kingdom what you want. And most people don't do this. They just go with whatever life gives them. So I'm trying to finally get to what we can do here. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about your characteristics, your attributes, your character traits. What are those? Well, a characteristic is a way to describe who you are inside. You know, not necessarily what you can do. That would be more along the lines of your talents, you know, what you're good at doing. But I'm talking more about who you are inside, what kind of person you are, who you are being, not what you're doing, not what kind of body you have or what kind of abilities you have or skills, but who you are inside at the very core. I was once teaching a group of youth about self-perception and self-esteem. And I had them do this little activity. I gave each one of them a piece of paper and had them write their names on the top. And then they left it on their desk as they got up and walked around the room, writing something positive down on everyone else's piece of paper, something about that other person that was positive and uplifting. And there were about 20 of them and they all knew each other well. But here's the catch. Most of them wanted to say things like, you have such pretty hair, you know, you're good at volleyball, or you dress nice. And I told them to imagine that everyone in the room looked exactly the same. You know, pretend everyone is bald, you all wear the exact same clothes, you all have the same color of eyes, you're all good at the same sports, you're all the same. What's left? Well, who you are inside, your personality, your opinions, your natural traits. And suddenly, it became a lot harder for those youth to think of anything. But I wanted them to walk away from there with an understanding of people's true identity. And this was a youth group in a church. So we talked about the perspective of their spirits. 
you know, what gifts and influences their spirits brought to this world. Just the very most pure and real traits that define people, not always what can be seen on the outside. And these guys ended up writing things like, I like how you care about others. You're a positive influence. You're a hard worker. Or I can always count on you. You're so creative. You're patient. You're a good listener. You know, all these unique things that described who they were at their very core. The things that nobody could ever take away from them. Okay, so what you're going to do, your challenge this week, or two weeks, or however long you want, is going to be a lot like this. It's going to be to find and focus on your innate positive qualities. Your characteristics and traits that make up who you are at your core. So you're going to make a list, an actual physical, see it with your eyes list. Yep, you're going to write this stuff down. And this is going to be an important step in our fight against dragons. So build a good, strong list and make it long. Keep adding to it. You know, you can write it on paper, on your phone, wherever, however, but sit down and come up with an actual list. You can start with things that are obvious to you. You could even, you know, pull up a list of character traits on Google, you know, and just pick out the ones that describe you. The good ones, of course. So many of us share some of the same qualities, but none of us share exactly all the same ones and at the same intensity as anyone else. So don't think, oh, Google, that's so impersonal. You know, if you think about it like a recipe, sure, we might all have some sugar or butter, but the way all of our ingredients come together and how much each of, you know, each ingredient is used, that makes our results different from everybody else's. So make that list and you could ask people you know, people that you trust, what they've seen in you. I know that might be weird with some people. Hey, tell me everything you like about me. You know, pick people who will understand and who will genuinely help you out. Or maybe there are things that people have told you before, you know, like when you were younger, when you were living more authentically, whatever it is, write it down. And also just to make it even stronger, go ahead and add all of your talents and skills to that list after you've built up a good core of inner traits, the kind we were just talking about. So, you know, add that you're a great artist or a great cook or a killer roller derby chick, you know, whatever. Just make sure that you have those strong, immovable qualities listed first. Now, this list that you make is a way of fortifying that castle in your kingdom. You're doing this in an effort to strengthen your view of self. And it's sort of like this list is the fast pass for building that strong fortress, getting it done quick. And you're going to do more than just create this list. It doesn't stop there. What you're going to do after you have your list made, you're going to keep this list somewhere that you can see it often and that you can keep adding to it. You can hang it up um, somewhere, put it on the nightstand by your bed, put it on your mirror, put it on your home screen of your phone. The idea is that you're going to shove this message deep into your brain so that you can start to turn up that positive voice in your head really loud and strong, and it'll stay loud. Your castle will be solid. It won't come loose. The bricks will be cemented there forever. They will be strong so that when that dragon attacks, 
you've already got a firm foundation. Also, the more senses you can get involved in making this positive change inside your brain or your subconscious, that's really what we're working with here, the more senses you can get involved, the faster it will take hold. So seeing these words with your eyes often, that's one. Try saying these things out loud when it's not awkward, you know, when you're alone or whatever. You know, you say out loud, I'm a creative person. I am organized. I'm a thoughtful friend to others. I'm responsible, smart, honest. You know, say it out loud so that you're speaking it with your mouth and your ears are hearing it. And also try to feel into those thoughts as well. You know, just let the positive feelings that come with those positive thoughts be there. Having this list of great qualities about yourself helps to strengthen your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your positive self-talk. And it's not hard to do. It's powerful though. Can you see how great this would be for kids, especially teenagers? This list is your way of turning that positive volume right up. You're able to believe in all your goodness, you know, no matter what, because the dragons want you to forget. They want you to forget who you really are so that they can take you down easier. Remember, they don't want you to progress. And part of what keeps you stuck is forgetting your greatness. You've stopped believing in yourself. Okay, so your challenge has been given. I feel like saying your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to build an immovable castle in your kingdom. A steady castle with a firm foundation that won't sway in the storms that's not going to ever be burned by the flame of the dragons, and that will never decay with age. Build the strongest castle in all the land, the central and movable foundation of who you really are. Have fun with it. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope to see you next time with a magnificent castle standing in the middle of your kingdom. <laughs>